Eat, drink, smoke. Where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Good to be with you. Tony Katz here. Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory. Blend Bar Cigar, where we record Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Trump and the possible Reagan map. That's what we're discussing, because the story of Iran is the story of our election, is the story of the future. Holy cow, has this gotten amazing? Even if you're not, like, the most political person, just knowing, like, the TikTok of how we got here is kind of incredible. And what's been going on in Iran that no one was ever told? What, TikTok fingers? TikTok, you don't stop. You got TikTok, you don't stop. Color me bad? Or, n- no, I'm talking about like the timeline. Oh, that's the tick. As opposed to the app, which is owned by the Chinese and has now been banned by the U.S. military. Which is, did you know that? The I TikTok did not. I just app. can't believe the Chinese actually own an app. Yeah, they bought it. Let their people. They their people probably can't use it. No, no, they, no. It's for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, right, not okay, not for people okay. who live in China. No, no. They own the app, and the military is like, no, you can't use it, and rightfully so. But let's, before we get to all of it, let us start with the drink. Uh, and this, I'm going to regret this. As, much, as, as I stare at it right now, this is the Stag Junior. The Stag Junior Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, barrel proof, unfiltered, at 66.05 alcohol by volume. This Actually, is a finger Malloy bourbon yeah. through and through. Now, this one, I, sh- I should say that this one's actually a 64.2. I read it wrong. 128.4 proof holy crap is this gonna be strong uh this is gonna give you a lot of vanilla and uh spice um on on the nose this is gonna also have a a good bit of fruit going on 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 the taste and the finish is gonna have that oaky that cinnamon to it but what it's gonna have is power power that punches you in the throat 128 yet not medicinal on the nose at all not medicinal on the nose, and it, we listen. Oh, we've done some that are that have all the medicine. This, this does not. Now, uh, that April, smells way better than I ever envisioned it. April would. D. Gregory is, is is participating in something called Whole Thirty, in which uh, she hates herself for thirty days, <laughs> and she then regrets the whole thing. I'm pretty sure that's what Whole Thirty means. And so she's not drinking. She's not participating in the drink. Good for you, by the way, April. I'm just glad that you picked this Kentucky bourbon stuff when I cannot drink. (laughs) This is actually very nice on the nose. I mean, it's it's present. It's strong. You 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 feel it. It's a little sugar cookie. Um, if you want to go with the with the sweet spice and the vanilla, yes. But 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 it doesn't get described anywhere sugar cookie. But I think it's a nice notice of you uh, from the nose there. Now listen, people love Stag. They absolutely, positively love uh, Stag Junior. This comes from the Buffalo Trace uh, people. Less than ten percent rye. This is aged, uh, give or take, uh, eight years, and of course is in new uh, charred oaked barrels because it has to be. And I wondered for- if it came from the Stag Beer people. Very Stag Beer. No, it's I'm bad. Not- <laughs> <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Now Stag Junior runs about forty-five bucks a bottle, so it's certainly something that could be. Inside your uh, your liquor cabinet. Are you ready for this, Fingers Malloy? Absolutely. Now, we do it neat. We have a, a big rock side, um, but we start it neat. So to you, Fingers, let's see how you do. A little Kentucky Chew. There he goes, Fingers Malloy, trying the Stag Jr. He is uh, n- he, not even a reaction, really, except a smile. How happy are you? Oh, this is this is outstanding. This is, you, this is who you are. Big oh. proof, Kentucky straight. Here we go. Hold on. Oh. All right. That opens up in the esophagus. That's that's wrong. <laughs> that, oh. that sounds awful. Oh my god. It just it just it just it just, just got huge as it was going down like punched you. Honestly, like like little boy, you know, just just the, the mushroom cloud just felt I'm going to get such emails for that. The taste is sensational. That is absolutely sensational. The vanilla that's on there, the bit of, of, of fruit that's on there as well. I don't think I would say a, um, a, a citrus fruit. I don't think I'd say that. I think a, a little bit more of a, a dark fruit or, or a dried fruit. I'm not catching cinnamon, but there's a bit of wood. That is vanilla and wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm. 
Oh, that's very good. That's very good. And, you know, it's funny. Everybody's different. Last week, we, we reviewed The Widow Jane. And I was just not any fan at all of The Widow Jane. The guys here at Blend, they think it's great. They think it's great. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just absolutely not for me. Or it was the other day we did The Widow Jane. This last week we did that riot. You and I did. Oh right, we did a riot. You the week liked before it a we lot. did the widow Jane okay. with, with 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 fingers here. Um, this is wonderful. Forty five bucks. It oh, has to be sure. in your liquor cabinet. Has to be in your liquor cabinet. I'm interested to see what it's going to be like on the giant cube. You got it down right now. Yeah, yeah you do. But um, um, I'm not getting that burn in the esophagus that you're talking about. No, it, just, it hits you on the tongue. I can tell you that. I see, got none of it. Really Tongue's fine. But Tongue's did you conduct it? You. <laughs> No, I did not do a Kentucky chip. I just uh, you didn't do the I Kentucky bourbon chip. You did the Memphis Munch. I did, that's not what it's called. It's the not, Cleveland Chomp. It's not even science. I don't know why you say that. I want to talk about Iran. Oh, and by the way, this bourbon is terrific because the Iran story. I don't want to get into the hard edge politics of the story that I know plenty of other podcasts are going to get into. I, that that's not our thing. Iran. And the story of Iran is is very simple. They've been the largest state sponsor of terrorism for the last 30-plus years. They have been, in their view, at war with America since 1979. Uh, they are a despotic regime led by the Ayatollah. And the people are Persians who only want to drink coffee in cafes and trade, Right? They want a normal, standard, decent life. And they don't have it under the Ayatollah and under these clerics. So Iranian-backed militants in Iraq killed an American contractor. The United States responded by killing about two dozen Iranian-backed militants. Now, some Iraqis died in that as well. They got so angry, they attacked the embassy in, in Baghdad. The embassy is in an area called the Green Zone, and you have to understand that Iraqis allowed them in, which isn't being addressed and needs to be. That led to the killing of Qasem Soleimani. Qasem Soleimani is a general, was a general, in uh, the Iraqi army, part of the Quds Force, Q-U-D-S, of the the Revolutionary Guard there. That led to this bombing of American soldiers in, in Iraqi bases. That brings us to present day where there are protests going on. Soleimani was a terrorist. I don't listen to people tell me he was a general, he was a high-ranking official within the uh, Iraqi government, so therefore it's assassination. If you use the word assassination with Soleimani, you're doing it wrong. And I, I've discussed this everywhere. Not We use assassination in very specific terms for very specific high-profile people, targets, leaders, etc. When you're a terrorist, it's not assassination. And it's a real problem when people like Speaker Pelosi and Representative Tulsi Gabbard and a host of others are trying to push this idea that somehow it was an assassination. It wasn't. When you, it wasn't an assassination when you killed Osama bin Laden. It's not an assassination when you kill Qasem Soleimani, who was a terrorist. Over 600 Americans dead at his hand, never mind the thousands of, of Americans injured at his hands. I'm not interested in war with, with Iran. It's possible you could have done other things other than kill Soleimani. I'm not interested in second-guessing it. I'm glad that he's gone. The, the missile attack on U.S. troops on Iraqi bases, that was, as was described by a guy by the name of Mike Lyons, CBS News Radio military analyst, Major Mike Lyons, a fireworks display in the desert. <laughs> Don't get taken in by any of that. They purposefully missed and now we have the, the full reporting that the Iraqis knew and the U.S. knew that it was coming. So everybody was able to take shelter. This was the Iranians looking to save face. That's all. Nothing else. And you can argue whether or not we should have let them. But we did let them. They were able to save face. Then you had President Trump make his statement that we're not going to go to war with these people. And that they're not allowed to have a, a, a nuclear weapon. And you thought it was done. Did I catch everybody up? I think so. Well, here's now where the interesting stuff is. You go back to the Arab Spring. Barack Obama was in office. You go back to the Arab Spring when Iranians were were engaged in protests and trying an uprising. All they needed, um, amongst other things, don't get me wrong, 
But what they could have used, that's a better way to say it, was an American president, Barack Obama, to say, I support the, the right of people to be free, and when they gain their freedom, we're going to be their first friend. That's all he had to say. It was called, called, something, it was called the Green Revolution, right? That was the conversation. Well, he never said anything. The whole thing got put down. Now, now there have been protests in Iran for the past couple of months. The protests have been about the economic conditions about Iran. And it has gotten so bad that Iranian officials cut off the internet for like a good month. Over a thousand people were killed by the Iranians. And it wasn't reported anywhere. CNN, MSNBC, none of them. None of them reported it, got into it in any way, shape, or form. Right? They didn't care about what was going on. It didn't fit their narrative because, after all, they had to call Trump a racist or something. That clear Impeachment was much more important. We'll get to that in a bit. Well, now the protests are coming back because after the fireworks display in the desert, after the, um, the, the, the Iranians fired into the, into the desert, a Ukrainian airliner was shot down. This was taking off from Tehran, heading to, to Kiev, it was shot down. 176 people on the airliner were killed, right? That's what happened. Well, very quickly, you learn nobody knew what was happening because the Iranians refused to hand over the black box to Boeing. And the minute you heard that, you're like, okay, something's up. This is all, there, there is a problem here. Something is up. The Iranians saying, we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't shoot down the plane. This was clearly the Americans... Now the Iranians are admitting they shot down the plane. The Iranians are admitting they did it by mistake. I don't know how you make that mistake, but here we are. They made that mistake. Well, the people are like, screw this. They want the Ayatollah out. They demand that he quit. Now, I don't know how he quits. Well, you want to replace him with somebody? I'm not sure how that works. You, you give two weeks notice. Is that how it works? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even even the Ayatollah only gives two weeks? Yeah, and then you go to ZipRecruiter and find a new Ayatollah. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's <laughs> how it works. Honestly, I will give you $100 if you put a resume looking looking for position, Ayatollah. Yeah, or on Craigslist. <laughs> Middle Eastern country oh my God. <laughs> looking for new Ayatollah. There. They're, they are now out of their minds. So now there are these huge protests going on in Iran. Um, I, I, I want to cover all of it because now it comes back to where it becomes political. Anyone, anyone who starts talking about how Soleimani was assassinated or wants to start talking about how America's at fault here. I mean, the Democrats are doing this. Those running for president are doing this. They're out of their minds. Well, that's what's going to be very interesting to watch as this story unfolds. So many people have been sucked into this notion that we have to have a hot take on everything the second it happens. And it's drifted now into political parties and candidates. The, I, I will give Joe Biden a lot of credit. And I never thought I would say this. Uh, Joe Biden, when the attack happened and then uh, uh, he, he stepped back and said, I need more information before I comment on this. On Twitter, that's what he tweeted. I'm paraphrasing. But good for him yeah political parties political candidates uh, office holders they they feel like they need to immediately have some sort of statement and 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 take a political side pete Buttigieg lost his mind pete Buttigieg on twitter said this is what happens when you have a military tit for tat it's it's gross because that's not what it is the united states is not to blame for this ukrainian airliner going down that's what he said He, he was talking about the ukrainian airliner and this is what happens when you have a military tit for tat. What is he talking about? I'm telling. I'm sick and tired of this guy being called. Whoa, you're right there. April? Broke the microphone. I am sick Switch and tired of him being referred to as a moderate. He's just the same. He's the same as Bernie. He's the same as Elizabeth Warren. And blaming America. Blaming America. It's Trump's fault. It has nothing to do with these terrorists. It really has nothing to do with these people. Well, they 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 tried to elevate this general as some sort of statesman and, and, and they've used the the assassination word and I, I'd see more than one member of the smart set, the blue check mark crowd on the left say, well what if it instead shoes on the other foot, what if it's Michael Pompeo? Mike Pompeo gets assassinated. Uh, the Iranians do what would you think? And I immediately thought, I don't know, but I know that you would somehow blame America for that too. <laughs> I have not run into the people saying, how would you feel if it was Mike Pompeo? 
And the answer is, since Mike Pompeo has never run terrorist or a terrorist organization, and if you can't decipher between the U.S. and a terrorist organization, there's no hope for you. You know, it's, it's like Ilhan Omar, the representative from Minnesota. She doesn't believe in sanctions against Iran. It's economic warfare. It's wrong. It's disgusting. But boycott, divestment, and sanction, which is against Israel, that's totally fine. If Israel is, is a problem to you, but Iran's okay, you're the problem. And it's, it's, I think it's very okay for people to start saying, you know what, there's no hope for you. There's no help for you. I don't want to be kind to you. I don't want to be decent to you. I don't want to be good to you. If you think Israel's bad, but Iran is acceptable, you're the problem. If you want to say or make any type of equivocation to, well, the United States is a terrorist organization, there's no hope for you. You're not okay. You're not a good person. You're not decent. You're not kind. You're not moral. You're not with it. You're not woke. You're you're just wrong. And I don't. I can't help you. I can't save you from yourself. Yeah, but it's hard to get them well i guess they're just never going to understand this i mean they have been saying all week well since we killed him then we're no different we're also terrorists and that's insane were we terrorists when we killed osama bin laden were we terrorists when we killed name name a person yeah these are the same people who also want to go about saying war never solved anything bull crap war solved a tremendous number of things if only uh slavery and world war ii War solves many things. And the people who don't understand that, again, can't be helped. But of there's no question as to whether or not Soleimani's a terrorist. There's not a question. If you want to call Mike Pompeo a terrorist, well, here's the problem. You've never read a book. You lack all proper understanding, all decency. And so the question is for us is we're not supposed to sit here and try and engage those people. If you can't... If you can't handle basics, there's no hope for you. You can argue the United States has done things wrong. You cannot argue that the United States is a terrorist organization. It can't be done. That's a lie told by liars and Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> did you see his tweet about Iran? Fingers Malloy? Did I did. You, his tweet basically said, uh, the United States is never so happy as when they're killing uh, brown people and subjugating brown and black people uh, for, their, uh, for, their, for their desires. Do you know how nuts that is? Well, a lot of people, a lot of people on the left the past couple weeks have been talking about how the Iranian people are just like us and they don't deserve this and blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's finally coming out. Yes, they they want to be us. Persians, I mean, they were people on the left were acting like we are hurting them. No, we don't want to hurt them. We understand what is happening to them, what their government is doing to them, and they don't like their government and the people on the left have not been separating uh, the Persians from their their government that is in every killing way. Killing them, literally. It, it, killing them literally. Try being gay in Iran. Get back to me. Um, Interesting thing I read, I didn't realize this, women in Iran are not even allowed to go to, so, like, to stadiums to watch games. So when my friends on the left are like talking about Iran, like it's the greatest place in the freaking world, mm. really, because I'm in America and I can go to a soccer game if I want to, but you can't do that if you're a woman in Iran. Like I knew they had a lot of stuff women couldn't do in Iran, but really, you can't even go watch a game. There is no. Oh, you got to push that down first. I did push it a little. You bit. You got to push all it all the way, the down. way down. So April's doing a uh, French press coffee here at Blend Bar Cigar. And when you do a French press, understand the coffee is steeping, just like you would tea. So it comes with this plunger system. You gotta push the plunger all the way down after letting it steep, get the grounds to the bottom, you want the coffee to the top, and do it slowly so the grounds don't sneak through. There, didn't mean to interrupt with the whole coffee thing. But I wanna get back to what you're saying because uh, there is no argument to be made. There's only just pure, and it is pure ignorance. the people of Iran are not our enemy. And the people of Iran know that Soleimani was a scumbag, and they know that this leadership is garbage. Richard Grinnell is the ambassador to Germany from the United States, and he has been getting Iranians in to the embassy to thank the United States for what they did in taking out Soleimani, because they all know. They're all fully aware at how evil this guy is. Uh, listen, we've made some mistakes, but I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about the Shah of Iran and how the United States propped up the Shah. And that's the reason why the Iranians still hate us when a, a majority of that population wasn't old enough to remember the Shah or wasn't even born. The Shah of Iran and the United States propping up the Shah of Iran 
has nothing to do with the Iranians bombing oil fields. Or not bomb, you, you yeah, know, no, attacking bomb, uh, oil fields in Saudi Arabia. It, it, it has nothing to do with Iranians supporting Hezbollah and, and trying to create havoc throughout the Middle East. It has nothing to do with the Shah of Iran. The Iranian, the, the current regime is a terrorist organization. Let's let's stop pretending on the left that there's some sort of legitimate government. That if we just go away, uh, we get our footprint out of the Middle East, everything will be okay, and they'll be uh, good world citizens. The but the, the, the story underneath is not that you, they get it. They understand that they're terrorists. But, you know, uh, the, the, they still believe in the Iran nuclear deal. They still somehow believe that uh, we should allow Iran their, their peaceful uh, power kind of marches, you know, because they're, they're only going to use nuclear for peaceful purposes. And all of it in today's world is because they hate Trump more than they love being rational. Holy hate rots the brain, and here it is. And why is it okay for the only the Iranians to have nuclear power for peace, for peaceful purposes? I mean, the Green New Deal. So much of that. Oh, we can't have nuclear. <laughs> we can't have nuclear power. But the Iranians. Oh, they can go ahead. They can have nuclear power. That's, That's awesome. Fine. That I had not put those two together. Shame on me. Um, it's because to hate Trump matters more than facts. It matters more than decency. It matters more than all of it. And it is hate. It's just absolute vitriolic hate. And it, it doesn't get us anywhere. You hate Trump so much that you're willing to defend the guy who was part of the regime that kills you for being gay. How does that work for gay voters who have somehow decided that Trump is a homophobe even though he's not? I, I brought that up today when, or I brought that up this past week when someone was defending. Uh, defending Soleimani essentially and I, I said you're, you're defending someone who executes gay people literally and and he's like well you're trying to he gave me some big psychology term I was like you're trying to you're doing the this projection no not that I know what that is I, I can think of that off the top of my head that's I couldn't even think I of I do he's that like, one all the time he's it's like you're changing the one. subject so that I have to defend something else blah 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 and I'm like Okay, I'm just telling you what this guy that you're defending does. So I would I would love to take I would love to at the Fingers Malloy Institute of Institutes. Uh, how's that going, by the way? Oh, fantastic! We're raking in dozens of dollars every year. Uh, but here's the deal: <laughs> I would love to be able you burped your way right through that, did you? <laughs> yeah, I would love to be able to fund a poll, and uh, it would be a private poll among uh, 500. Really lefty progressives. I mean, way out there. Right. Uh, who do you have a higher opinion of, uh, Soleimani or uh, Mike Pence? Ugh. And see, and see what the results would be of that opinion poll. You know the answer. You know the answer. People who are just they're they're so consumed, and that's what really the story has shown. And if we want to get into where the real politics of this is is that this is now going to play in 2020. The killing of Soleimani didn't have to be an election issue, but it is now. Well, but he only Solem did it because he wanted to uh, distract us from impeachment because he's going to be impeached from the Senate. Yeah, of, of course. That's exactly it. Said no one ever. On the right. Oh, I'm seeing it everywhere on the left. <laughs> oh, this yeah. Is, this everywhere. Is the dog. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. He only did it to distract from impeachment. Is that right? Yeah. Well, then why did they continue the story? Their reaction to the story <laughs> is what's now going to be an election conversation in 2020. How much these people hate the country. The whole War Powers Resolution. Nancy Pelosi held a vote on the floor of the House to change the War Powers Resolution. Now, I had to actually go back and just do the history. War Powers Act, really called the War Powers Resolution, 1973, came after Vietnam to try and limit the scope of the presidency as and their job as commander-in-chief as to where they can put troops and authorization because Congress needs to declare war. So what the War Powers Resolution said was the president can defend the country but has to declare war in 60 days, otherwise troop uh, operations maneuvers have to end. That's what it says. They're every president, whether it be Reagan, whether it be Bush, whether it be Obama, they all had issues with this. This can't work. This is an absolutely undue regulation of my job as, as, as the uh, commander-in-chief 
and pushing it aside. It was Clinton and Kosovo and, and Obama and Libya, a whole series of things. You want to argue that we need to change the War Powers Resolution, which many consider to be unconstitutional to begin with. I'm fine with that. You want to change the authorization of use of military force, which went into effect in 2002. And it's under that AUMF that this killing of Soleimani is fine because it happened in Iraq. You have a conversation about al-Qaeda in Iraq, and therefore you could have done it. Although the AUMF focusing on al-Qaeda, we don't focus on al-Qaeda anymore. The world has changed. We've done a good job there. We've got to focus on other things. So changing the AUMF is totally fine, this authorization of use of, of military force. Absolutely fine thing to do. But what they did in this War Powers Resolution vote was say, we're going to limit Donald Trump's ability to defend the nation or defend our soldiers who are in harm's way. How does that play in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and Wisconsin? Now you won't even call Soleimani a terrorist? How does that play in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin? And now you want to have people out there who are calling Mike Pompeo or Pence or Trump terrorists compared to this actual terrorist? How does that play in Pennsylvania and Michigan <laughs> and Wisconsin? They turn wag the dog. They turn this into the conversation for 2020. And it's a miserable conversation for them because they look like they hate the country. They hate Trump so much. They're willing to let the country get hurt to, to see if he loses. Damn, that's crazy. I've, I've said it for a while now. If Democrats would have been smart, they would have figured out after the election ways to work with Trump and try to split the Republican Party up among people who are conservatives versus people who are Trumpers. And what they did instead was they just declared him new Hitler. <laughs> All right. And, and, and look what has happened. It, it feels like it's a political party that isn't interested in winning elections, but instead flipping the middle finger to red states and the Trump base, which, well, no. I, which like you said... How's that, how's that going to win you an election in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin? And you may, you're getting to the point where you may be able to throw Minnesota in there, too. Which, uh, side note, go ahead. AOC actually got in trouble this past week from the Democrat National or the DCCC, DCCC the, the Democrat Congressional Campaign Committee, for not playing well with others and doing what she's her her share of what she's supposed to do as a Democrat crashman and, and for actually being such a outsider and progressive that she's hurting their plans as a party. She's raised five million dollars has Representative Ocasio Cortez and she won't pay dues to the DCCC. She there she rather would support candidates who are running against Democrats. She wants to primary Democrats who aren't left enough in her opinion. And so the DCCC is like, what are you doing? You're, you're not going to help us try and win elections? She's like, screw you people. Because she's in charge. Mm -hmm. That's the whole story. She's in charge, and Pelosi could not look worse, especially because of impeachment, because she's finally said, you know what? We're going to send the impeachment articles over now. So, you know, by the time you hear this, the impeachment articles are sent to the Senate. So why the hell did you delay for a month? You delayed for a month because nobody, obstruction of Congress didn't mean anything. Uh, abuse of power didn't mean anything. It it meant it meant nothing. You know, you had to have to explain to people what those things mean. If you're explaining, you're losing. Well, to it, me, to me, I call her uh, a right to campaign candidate. Now she's basically uh, telling the Democratic labor union in the Congress that she doesn't want to pay union dues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what she's saying. She's a right to campaign campaigner now. Look right to you. campaign candidate. Look at you, Mr. Fancy. I'll be here all week. Try the fish. <laughs> right there with the light. Their response to Iran, their dealing with impeachment, it has all, all backfired on them miserably. And that gets us into what we were talking about before we started. And you heard to say it. The Reagan map. Ronald Reagan, 1984, beats Walter Mondale, 49 states to one. That one was Minnesota. That's his home state. Now, the truth is you're never going to see a Reagan map again. Trump's never winning New York. Trump's never winning California. Trump's never winning Massachusetts. It, that's not happening. But the idea of winning with more than the 323 electoral votes, I think it was 323, something like that, he got last time, uh, that's very possible. No, it also depends on who the Democrats nominate. I mean, if they nominate a, a dancing Liz Warren... <laughs> 
304. Sorry, Trump had 304 electoral votes. Well, if it's Amy Klobuchar, he's definitely not going to get Minnesota. She'll take that. <laughs> but Yeah, but I'm just saying. Well, I mean, once it's Pete, then he'll take Indiana. These swing states, these swing states aren't buying into any of this. No, no. None of it. They're taking a look at where the jobs are. They're taking a look. By the way, well, the, go ahead. The Democrats aren't giving them a reason to come back to them. That's the problem. The Democrats should have spent the past four years giving Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania uh, 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 reasons to come back and, and say, oh, sorry, we forgot about you in 2016. Yeah, they haven't. There's no if, if the only reason to vote is Trump hate. And I've often argued that that hate is a very powerful motivator. But it's over. Now it's tired. Everything that you've done has been has been shown to be a game. Russia collusion. That was a game. Impeachment, holding the articles, a game. Blaming Trump for the downing of a Ukrainian airliner, which in no way was his fault, game. It's all just a game, and the people don't want to be played. They don't want to be games. Well, I think, too, what needs to happen is uh, the Republican Party needs to take a page out of the playbook of Democrats. And, you know, Democrats are really upset uh, about middle America and middle America uh, being catered to because of the Electoral College, to me, what I would do is I would turn the tables and say, D- don't make America California. I mean, especially you've got this this latest uh, AB5 bill, th- this law that's destroying. Mm-hmm. Has anybody discussed how it's going to affect podcasters in California? So AB5 is a... F- uh, an assault on what's known as the gig economy. So the gig economy is when you create content, right? Whether you write or whether you blog or, or, or whatever you do, if you do it piecemeal as a freelancer and you get paid by six or seven different sources, what the woke left is telling you is, no, 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 it's unfair. You should be getting full benefits and everything else and they have to hire you on full time. Otherwise, you can't work there. And they limited the amount of content that you can create to 35 pieces a year. Now, so we, does this apply just to content creators or people who are like consultants for themselves? Uh, you know, you're consulting on a, an engineering firm or, or whatever. I don't know. On your own, it apl- as your own it, personal business. I think it also has an effect on Uber and Lyft people. Oh, yes. yeah. All sure. sorts of things. But yes, it's very possible hmm. that it applies to that as too. I mean, it's just disastrous because we all know content creators. 35 pieces. Some people do that in a week. Some people write five five articles a day. I've, I've talked to one person that's a, a friend of all of ours. She's moving to North Carolina. Yeah. She's leaving California. I can't do this. I, I have to leave. This is my this is my livelihood. Yep. And now New York is like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And they're considering it a while. They're so woke. So woke. The gig economy has been magnificent for Americans. Absolutely, positively magnificent in creating opportunities and creating new ways to work. You, you've, you've got kids, but you can write articles at 2 a.m.? Go write articles at 2 a.m. Why should you be stuck? Why should you have to go to some kind of 9 to 5? You want to work a job and then you want to Uber four hours a, a day? Go Uber four hours a day. I know. Who might stop? I They're know literally trying to take away 9 to 5s already by not let, by like forcing everybody to go to college. And now they're doing this to people well, yeah, who I don't know, work 9 to 5s? I know a retiree who works for a website and all he does is write pieces for them all day. Brings in two hundred dollars a day from his house. Gets That's up in the morning, gets his cup of coffee, and sits there and and get you know between one hundred fifty two hundred dollars a day. Works six days a week. He's Loves what he does. Thirty five and forty eight thousand a year. Loves what he does. And California says no. You know what? You should be a part of a union, yeah. and you should get full benefits. You know, if he wanted that, that's what he would push for. But he wants this, and there are plenty of people who want this. They want to be able to make not forty, fifty thousand a year, but they make an extra twenty thousand a year. Mm-hmm. That extra twenty thousand helps their family tremendously, and their home. And then there's kids stuff this and this stuff over there. They know what they want to do. So not the person who is the quote unquote breadwinner. What about the person who is just in the supplemental part of of the dynamic, or just this is or in the retirement part of the dynamic? taking all that away from them. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. You want to be a stay-at-home mom and you know, oh, you found a, a really great gig where you can stay home. Hi, this is me. We're talking about me now, but I don't live in California. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just insane. So I think that Demo- or Republicans, what they need to do is that the theme needs to be don't America 
Don't. Or don't California America is what they need to do and say, oh, hey, by the way, try to t- try to take a nice stroll on the streets of San Francisco and not step in and human excrement. And we've talked about this try before, but economy. I think Nancy Pelosi is the one trying to say, yeah, we don't want to do this. But she's so overshadowed by the AOCs and the Ilhan Omar's and, and that squad that... There's no more rational thought that can get out of the Democrat Party. I have an article at WIBC.com called Pelosi's Failed Impeachment Gambit. And we haven't talked about that. Um, and uh, this, is how I, this is how I ended that article. Put an end to the master legislator conversation. Cease with the tougher than Trump talk. Step away from images of Speaker Nancy Pelosi yelling at President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence and members of the cabinet as those of a strong woman. Pelosi is the master of nothing. She is not tough. Her strength has been sapped. Why? Because she didn't listen to her own advice. She didn't take on the party and say, we can't go forward with impeachment. She doesn't take on the party and say, my goodness, start being at least talking pro-America. She couldn't get her party not to cheer when they voted the first article of impeachment. She had to admonish them like the mommy that she has to be with them. It, It could not possibly, possibly be worse the Democratic Party right now. And their biggest problem is that America sees it and knows it. Now, I just wanted to put, because I started with something, and I wanted to put the quick bow on Iran. Trump is now tweeting out to the Iranian leadership, don't kill the protesters. He's tweeting out support for the protesters. I started by saying, you know, this is the stuff Obama should have done and never did. Trump's doing it. And I think, you know, never mind everything else we just talked about, that's also going to have a big play into how people think about him uh, come 2020. Now, we're drinking uh, the Stag Jr. here. This is 126 proof. Some strong stuff. Makes you I, wonder what Stag Sr. was like. <laughs> I have not put it on you a cube. Can't handle I, think Stag Sr. I think you'd like it on a cube. If yeah. it, <clears throat> if, it, it. if it was... Uh, if it was burning down the esophagus, that may put out the fire a little bit. If you let it sit on a cube, for I a didn't bit. think I wasn't thinking that it was burning the esophagus. It just went. It just opened up on me in the esophagus. Punched. Right. That that's where it hit me. So I put it on the cube, and we're into the smoke. And by the way, the stag. It's like forty five dollars a bottle. Stag Junior. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth putting in your liquor cabinet. A hundred percent. This on the smoke is the Diamond Crown Maximus. Now, the Diamond Crown Maximus is actually a, a, it's a cool story uh, because it's a, it's, a, it's a cigar created by the people at J.C. Newman uh, and by the people over at Oliva and or Oliva, depending on how you say these things, and by Fuente. So this is an Ecuadorian sun-grown wrapper, plenty of dark. It's a beautiful, dark, dark, rich brown uh, right there, and it's Dominican through and through. So this is going to be a full-strength cigar that's big on spice, that's going to have a, a, a touch of, of good earth kind of flavor to it, so you'll think that there's Nicaraguan uh, blends in there, and there are not. Uh, this is a Toro. Now, we've been having a whole conversation with the guys at Blend here about what makes a Toro and what makes a double Corona. This is a 6x50, so 6 refers to how long it is, 6 inches long. Tee. And, that, you know, April did that last week because you weren't here. Oh, it, it, she but did I the totally TV. missed. I missed the cue. Right. And oh. then, and then, uh, and then, so that's how long. And 50 refers to the ring gauge, how thick it is around. Tee. So I would have thought this was a Corona. As they have it, a Corona for them is, is like a 52 by 8, which is insane because a Churchill for them is 50 by 7. So I can't keep up at all. Actually, their Corona is, a, their double Corona is a 50 by 8. If you ask, well, what is the difference between this size and that size? It's really what the guy who blends it wants it to be and wants to call it. And that's it. It's like why they use the term figurato. It's like on anything that's an odd shape is figurato. If it tapers uh, at, the, at the cap and tapers at the foot, it's a figurato. If it's, if it's got another, like a more bulbous center, it's a figurato. It, it, just what people call it. Don't get wrapped up into those things. Get an understanding of where you feel comfortable. How much cigar do you want to smoke at that moment? What, is, what, what kind of mood are you in to do it? For me, 50 to 56 is where I want to be in the ring gauge. 
Now, I love a Lancero. I will smoke a Lancero anytime. It is my favorite of cigars. But you're talking into the 38s there and in the 40s of a ring gauge. But in terms of smoking a cigar as you and I know it, Churchill-type cigar. Well, then it's in that 50, 52, 54, even a 56 ring gauge. That's what feels most comfortable in the hands. And it matters. It matters a great deal. I'm a box press guy. I love a box press. We've talked about the chisel before from La Florida Dominicana. I won't, I won't smoke it. The chisel is is a absolutely terrible experience, uh, and I won't have any part of it. By the way, a, a quick cigar story. Uh, there is a group, um, and they are. I, I, oh God, I'm I'm right now having a, a blank. There is. Um, a cigar group that has a big convention uh, in Las Vegas each and every year. Well, oh, stop called right the PCA. Stop right there. What? There's a cigar convention. There are multiples in Las Vegas. Yes. The I, PCA. I, I, I'm, I'm smelling a eat, drink, smoke road trip. Not every not every cigar convention lets people like you in. Uh, right. So the I, PCA is the Premium Cigar Association. Well, the story, and it's a big story, is that Altidus, General, the Davidoff people, they're all pulling out. Drew Estates, all pulling out. They will not display at the PCA. And what they're saying is, is that the PCA is not worth the money, that the PCA doesn't provide enough opportunities for them to to, to sell their products. So... I'm going to be watching this. We're going to get into the story over the next couple of weeks. This is a big cigar story that there's this major convention that all of a sudden isn't getting for the biggest players in town. And the convention's like, look, they're ta- they, we have 110,000 square feet of cigars. Yeah, isn't that gorgeous? They take up 11%. We already have people who want their space. We've got plenty of people showing up. We're, we've got cigars to, to share. It's going to be great. We'll work out our differences with these guys. How they haven't asked us to be there yet? Uh, they will. Give, give okay. it time. Okay. They, they, you know what? We will They're go. They're hashing out the details. It's not that I'm not busy in July. We've got the Democratic National Convention, the Republican National Convention. Sorry, can't go. Vegas. For, you know Your what? priorities are all screwed up. I know. Though. I am the worst. Damn my radio career. And whatnot. I'll tell you what, though. This cigar is terrific. Even old 30 April is smoking the cigar. This is wonderful. It's a plant. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. This this may be one of my favorites that we've done on the show so far. I mean, I'm only a third in, not even a third in, but I'm not a big peppery cigar guy. Uh, but there's a little bit of spice to this, but the the earthy tones are coming out more, and the blend of spice and earth tones in this cigar, I'm really digging. Yeah, I uh, see. I. I'm wondering what you what the drink may have done to you. I think this is spicier than you do. It's very good, though. I'm enjoying the daylights out of it. Uh, I'm very curious. Where, talk to me when you get to second, third. Okay. Let's see where you get on, on second, third. And now uh, April D. Gregory yes. with the Royal Moment. Uh, by the way, Backbone Bourbon, fantastic sponsor. We love these people, backbonebourbon.com. The Prime, the Uncut, uh, the Bone Dry Gin, and of course the Bone Snapper Rye, which is my all-time favorite. Yes. I just had to throw in a good Mine sponsor too. thing there for BackboneBourbon.com. BackboneBourbon.com. That should also be in your liquor cabinet. Would go great with this. The Bone Snapper would go great with this. Uh, the the bone, dri- b- bone Dry Gin would also go great with this. Um, but we get to the Royals and the story of Meghan and Harry and Yoko <laughs> Meghan Markle being compared to Yoko is a dream come true. You want to break down the story or do you want me to? Oh, sure. I'll try. Go for it. All right. So Meghan and Harry got married a couple years ago. There was a big to-do about this because she was a uh, foreigner uh, coming in. And if you listen to most people, she was going to tear up the royal family. And uh, she was not good for this and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and she and at, quite possibly. After, she was on the show Suits. Yes. Um, that's and they were registered at Target? No, yes. That's Target. So then they have a baby who they do not give a royal name. They just named him Archie, like a plebe. And uh, <laughs> so that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Um, 
Really? Did people have a problem with the name of the baby? Oh, yes. They they did not choose a, a specific you know, royal name or whatever they, whatever they call it. Like, you've got to have the right name. Um, so now... Uh, and here's the thing about royals. Okay, so... Personally, I would say look at being a member of the monarchy, the royal family, as more of a business as compared to a family. So these people do not even Christmas together, right? They don't Christmas with each other. They hadn't even seen each other, what I saw this week, they hadn't even seen each other since November. So it's not like you go to your grandma's house and have Christmas. No. This is a business. They each have their own, each family, so the Sussexes, which is what Harry and Meghan are. Right, they're um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Right, and like then... William and, and are um, the, I forget her name, Kate. Kate, are, are the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Right, so, and then we got the corn, you know, the parents are the Cornwall. So they each have their own offices, their own people, their own team. They And their teams are not in cohorts with each other, even to the point that their teams are not even under the Queen's staff of team, Right. So uh, Harry and Meghan's team has been working for a long time without anybody knowing on doing things like trademarking their, their name, their brand, tons of trademarks. So this has been a long, drawn-out drawn out process for uh, several months at least, but no one in the royal family knew about this. Right. Now, there's been a riff between prior to Meghan coming in, Harry and Kate and William were like the best of buddies. And so there's been a rift since Megan came in between Harry and his brother and Kate um, for a long time now. So there's been all these rumors about how Megan's bad and she's tearing him away from his family, blah, blah, blah. Well, finally this past week, um, Harry and Megan announce we are, we're stepping down from being senior royal members. We're going to split our time between Canada uh, and the uh, UK. We still want our kids to know where his heritage is from as far as the monarchy, but... We want him to be able to see the rest of the world. We want to be able to do our own thing, become financially independent, and we want to be able to set up our or start our our charity, and um, and 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 have our own life essentially, aside from the the the, uh, the monarchy and being under the queen's control. So, they go about registering the website sussexroyal.com, and they're going to turn that into a brand. They start trademarking everything. Pens, pencils, hats. Who knows what they're going to sell? Supposedly, Meghan Markle already has a deal to start doing branding for... Do you know they're going to do fashion and everything else? They don't consult with the Queen. They don't consult with anybody. They decide they're going to step down from being royals, from being senior royal members, and they're going to move to Canada, and they're just going to live this kind of quiet life. But no, they're going to take all the trappings of the nobility with them. They're just not going to do any of the work. And that's where the problem comes in. And that's why this story matters. Because what we're seeing here are people trying to commoditize and monetize the royal family, but they don't want to do any of the work at all. And, to, and I'm not a royal watcher. It's not my thing. But to not consult the queen, this is the queen who, she's, she's been there. She, she's the, the World War II survival leading England through a lot of changes and a lot of maneuvers, and you're going to treat her like this? I don't think she should take it well at all. I think she should kick a little ass and take some names, is what I think the Queen should do. But originally, when you read the message from Harry, he's like, look, I saw what the tabloids and everyone else did to my mom. I'm seeing it happen Mm -hmm. to my wife. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, it's your wife. That's fine. You've been working for months to trademark this and trademark that. You're going to just... And what they're doing is trying to have their cake and eat it too, which is very French for the British. Uh, that They're going to try and do this on, on their own, right? They're going to set all the rules. They're Nancy Pelosi thinking about impeachment. They're going to set all the rules and you have to go with it. They stepped down from doing any of the work that is serious to be done and they just want the money. It's gross. Well, I think it's fair that... Uh, I have... Go ahead, Fingers, because I have a lot more to say about this. Well, I just want to say that I'm shocked that a son of Prince Charles would let a woman let him get in between him and the crown. I'm shocked this could possibly happen. But here we are. Hold on. We all understand that Harry isn't Prince Charles' son, right? Yes, we all understand that. He's not? Oh, God, no. (laughs) Harry is the son of the bodyguard in Diana. Wait a second. He doesn't look a hot thing like Charles. Is Chelsea Bill Clinton's daughter? Oh, dear God. Is Chloe? Uh, Robert Kardashian's daughter or OJ's? Is Ronan Farrow the son 
of 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 Woody Allen. This is a whole or, new or show. Or a, or a Frank <laughs> Sinatra. A You're talking about a world I don't want to live in. I, <laughs> all of, I, listen, I, I refuse. I refuse not to be honest about these things. It's terrible. If he was just about protecting his wife, he'd have no problem for me. I don't get involved in that stuff. This isn't that. This and my my, my biggest beef is that when we talk about these titles, I don't listen, I don't believe in royal anything. I'm mm-hmm. not bowing. Mm-hmm. These titles don't belong to them. They belong to the British people. If we're going to be honest, yes, you can trace the family and the history and the rest, but it's you, you're stealing you're stealing from them. And they are the ones I'm curious to see if they're outraged. Right. So I, uh, right. So this is a business. This is a business decision they made. Now, you, I, I, I would say they, from their ends, they probably could not include the queen because she would have, uh, they kind of had to probably get their ducks in a row before they, before they left because obviously she would put a kibosh on, on a lot of this. Ducks if she in was a in row. A, yeah. You got to have your ducks in a row before they you make an exit. They get their ducks in a row. They embezzled Are you serious from right the, now? They embezzled their money. They got their ducks in a row by doing all the trademarking. They had they did what they had to do. Now, okay, that's not you condoning what they did. You're only saying right. that they put together. They got they their ducks in a things. row so that they could make the exit and announce their now. Harry has always been the person who's been the wild one, the one stepped away. I mean, he was both the kids, were, but especially him, were very affected by his mother's death. And you know what? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Too. He he probably. He probably it was like I, I don't want this and, and so and he's always known he's never going to get the throne, um, so I also personally ag- agree that you know what he he never made he was born this life he never got to choose what he was going to do with his life this has just always been forced on him and something he has to do, um, so wanting to leave or or step aside from an unhealthy codependence grandmother situation where you're just supposed to live this life based on what she says. Wait a minute, you just got It's done okay s- with stepping away from that, but I don't necessarily agree. I don't agree that he should be keep getting the money. You take, I mean, most of his wealth, most of Harry's wealth though has come from Charles, not the Queen specifically, so it's money Charles has set up in funds, blah blah blah. So Harry's 30 million dollars has been now Charles's money of course comes from the Queen and it's gone on to Harry, but of course, the, the the Sussex Sussexes are also still getting money for like their house that they have set up uh, in, in uh, Sandringham or whatever. So, I think they should be cut off from that. You go do your thing, but at the same time, this isn't the life he chose. This was, it was forced upon him, so, and it's not healthy. Fingers, you you, you look exasperated. Are you saying you don't feel for Harry? I will look at my neighbors who are dragging their butts to work on Monday morning, and I'll feel for Harry, who wasn't—he didn't choose this life. None of us should necessarily. We shouldn't necessarily feel for him, but it, is it? If you don't look, we every single person should be capitalizing on their brand. This is the brand that was handed to him. You don't have to like it. You don't have it's to live with it. You don't have to live with an unhealthy codependent brand. grandma relationship. But I thought you just said that they don't spend time together. How they don't. You, well, how but you she's go- forcing. She is still the grandmaster of every freaking yes. thing. Every way they possibly live is dictated to them, and they want to be separated from that because what are they getting out of anyway besides the money? They're not going to be royal. They're not going to be have the crown. So I think they should be cut off from the money, yes. So they're Kardashians. That's what you're saying. No, the Kardashians actually earned it. They made their money. And Kim earned it the hard way. I mean, Kim did the work, getting down on her hands and knees and getting it done. Down and dirty. <laughs> I feel good about that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Harry has all the right in the world to go live his life. Mm-hmm. He has no right to take the brand with him. It's not his brand. It is not He's Harry's brand. He's never not going to be Harry, though. It's not his brand. Now, if you want to talk about his creation of the Invictus Games, which are games for people who have been wounded and the military have been wounded, I think that stuff is stunning and excellent. I'm not mad at Harry on, on, on many of these things. But it isn't his brand. It sure as hell isn't Meghan's brand, and she deserves none of it. And they sh- and I believe the Queen should strip their titles of nobility. They're always welcome for Christmas, but they are no. Lo- they don't get to decide what level of royals they get to be. Do you understand that that's a problem? You don't get to blow up me but familia. They, no, they they've stepped down from being senior royals. Okay, no, so they 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 stepped down from being royals. They are no longer the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They're Harry and Meghan who live down the lane. 
And you know what? That's he doesn't even get are. to be Harry anymore. He's Hank from now on. <laughs> so, so curiously, cu- Hank I, and Meg. I, yes. Hank and Honestly, can we please now, can we please make that sitcom? <laughs> can we do that that animated sitcom, Hank and Meg? And I'll have a wacky neighbor, right? So I was curious to think, you know. So here in America, there's always the people, and I'm sure there's plenty of men listening right now that are going, why do we care about the royals? We fought a war to not care about the royals. Okay, whatever. It's culture. You don't like it. Whatever. We hear you. Quit saying that time and time and time again. We hear you. She literally rolled her eyes as she said that. I hate that. (laughs) Every time you bring up these people, there's always five men that say, we don't have to care about this. Okay, you're right. You don't. And I don't have to care about anything you like either. Okay? Just... Unfollow. Anyway. <laughs> wow. It's so annoying. It's wow. so annoying. I'm so, I want to thank you for telling people to unfollow my podcast. <laughs> follow me. <laughs> Keep following Tony. Um, <laughs> Please follow April on Twitter, April D. Gregory, and immediately unfollow her. Follow her, say royal suck, okay, and then so unfollow. Besides us here in America, I wanted to know what, because nobody's, just like with the Iran situation, nobody was talking about how the Iranians actually feel. Uh, nobody in America is actually talking about how the Brit- the Brits actually feel about the people that they are financially supporting. So um, a, a new poll has shown that uh, from the Daily Mail, who is uh, uh, you know a, a very actually pretty reliable. Uh, Daily Mail does good work. Yeah, they do good work. Um, a lot of times they do better work on American politicians than American uh, publications That's totally true. do. Totally true. Uh, very often. So anyway, 71% of people um, thought... Harry and Meghan treated the monarchy badly the way they handled this. Uh, Most people also think the Duke and Duchess should give up their publicly funded security and pay back the millions used to renovate Frogmore Cottage, which is where they live. Um, And then 50% of people think Harry and Meghan are right to give up their their royal duties, um, but they think it, they handled it poorly, and then um, so, so they, wait, what's the big number that think they should give it all up? The money, the, um, the security, the everything else. Okay, so seventy one think they treat the monarch badly. They did. Most think they should give back the money they used to renovate their house and their publicly funded security teams, um, and then let's see, yeah, seventy three percent said they should give up their publicly funded support. And 60% said they should pay back the money they used to refurbish their house. The I, 2.4 million pounds. I, I don't have a problem with the, uh, the monarchy continuing to pay for their security. None. None at all. That's absolutely correct. Because that one of the things they can never get away from is the fact that they're Harry and Meghan. The security should remain. It's the only thing that should remain. Did I literally just said this? I literally just said this. And you were like, no, no, no. no. I said be- they shouldn't have their titles. They shouldn't have any of the money. We did, this was the first security, as I know, was okay, brought up. Okay. I agree with your fingers. Because people are crazy. Yes. And and that's going to be a problem their whole lives, no matter where they are. He served in Afghanistan for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there's, there's so many potential threats for, for him and his family. That A hundred percent. No, I think we all agree on that. I actually have no problem Well, 60% with- of, of Britons are saying they should give up or... Their security. Wow. Well, that's that. So that that's anger. That that's just pure anger. Mm-hmm. But it shows that the anger it shows is that angry, is, yeah. is out there. The story should be, as I see it, the story should be the very very concept that these people are manipulative and these people are gross, and there were they had no respect. Harry wants to talk about his mother. That's fine. I was never a Diana guy. I, I didn't follow the whole thing. Harry wants to talk about the abuse of the tabloid culture on his mom. Absolutely, positively fine. Harry wants out. He should be allowed to be out. But he should have walked. He should have done like Midge Maisel's mother, gone to Oklahoma and said, I don't want any of your oil money. That was a marvelous Mrs. Maisel reference, and it's a damn good one. But there are stories. There are people. How do you think Queen Elizabeth got the throne, wasn't it? Who was the guy who was in love with an American and said, I'm leaving, I'm gone, goodbye, and gave it all up? That's what you do. You give it all up. He didn't want to give it all up. Megan didn't want to give it all up. They want all the trappings and none of the mm-hmm. work. Well, that's why they're saying them. we're going to split time. Because if they split time, you know, they no, couldn't still there's have. there's no splitting they time. They think they can have the money still. I've said it for years. You can't be a part-time royal. You just can't. Right. 
You can't. You want to be a part of the firm? You're a part of the firm. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, it's literally a business. I mean, these people are not like, let's go to mom and dad's no, and no. have tea. Like, let's do this the old-fashioned way. You want to be out of the gang? Fine. We're going to beat you out of the gang. <laughs> Megan's got to take a punch. It's a lot of work doing ribbon cuttings and uh, showing up uh, at foreign weddings and they, stuff. They do a million more things nope. than that. Nope, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> well, you're... <laughs> It's so they're referring to Megan as Yoko Ono. There's even a meme. They're so good. There's a meme of Harry and Megan. Only Megan's face is now Yoko's. It's brilliant on every level. (laughs) One of my friends said, "Who is that woman?" I was like, "That's not fair," because Yoko has much more talent. (laughs) Oh my god, that's rude. That's you should apologize. That's not okay. Um, And and I didn't take it that way at first. I never understood the weird hatred towards Megan or anything else. This is ugly. But the best hot take that there is, is this is proof that a black woman can't be accepted. Yeah, Megan's the, mother yeah, is black. There's a lot that is, says this is racism because she's half black. It's insane. And the people who are talking about that are nuts. They're the craziest people. They shouldn't be allowed driver's licenses. Yeah, That's how absolutely yeah. insane they are. This has nothing to do with Meghan Markle having a I'm black mother. I'm positive the reason Will and Kate have a problem with Meghan is not because she's half black. Like 100%. They're too progressive to even think. So well, ugly. Well, that's the other part and of this. And if you think the queen has a problem with it, you're nuts. Yeah. Well, I'm, well I don't know. I think she has a problem with Harry picking someone from outside of oh, that she had a problem with. I think that's very possible. It has nothing to do with the race, but the fact that she is was not the, the chosen uh, bread of woman like perhaps mm-hmm. a Kate was. Um, yeah. The queen always has a problem if you don't do the things her way. I, I can't stand people. Can't stand people who think that they should, they, they should get everything but not have to do any, any work for it. They should get all the love and, and, and on there, t- it has to go my, my way? Who are you? No, I hope, they, I hope they lose the titles. I hope they lose all the money, just not the security. Right. Now, they should only have enough money to buy ceiling fans from Fanimation. Ooh. Fanimation.com. Great sponsors. You know that new place they have in Canada, wherever they're going. They're going to need a couple ceiling fans because they're not going to be able to afford air conditioning. And Fanimation are the people that you use. Whisper Quiet, incredible motors. Uh, you've got... Um, the, the, the customizable blades and everything else at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, also, in, uh, they're, in, they're in Houston, they're in Nashville, they're in Pittsburgh. They're all, all of them are Fanimation fans to move the air around. They can work in a cigar lounge. They can work for you. Fanimation. Fanimation.com. All right, let's get back to the cigar. The Diamond Crown Maximus. I'm at the halfway point. The spice is picked up. I think the spice. The second half, the second third, third. is better I think, than the first. I think you're exactly right because I'm hitting our bourbon a little bit more than you are. Right. And I, from the very beginning of the podcast, we talked about how this, at least for me, hit me on the tongue a little bit more than maybe it got the you in the junior. In the, you got you in the esophagus more. See, on the rock, you like it better oh, on the rock. Holy damn. Oh, that's good. So I think it's affected how I'm uh, – the pairing with the cigar, I'm not getting the spice that you're getting. Um, because your taste more, buds are muted a little bit? Yeah, I, okay. I'm getting more of the, the earthy notes than I am the, the, the spice. But I'm loving this cigar. And I think this is an excellent pairing. Whoever paired these uh, is a genius. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Now, have we discussed the price of the cigar? No. Well, 6 by 50 I'm in the natural Toro. Um, a like box a- of 20 – is um, oh so yeah so this is about thirteen dollars a cigar okay that's a really thirteen bucks really, I'm in that's a that's less of a that's less than I thought it would be yeah so I mean if you bought this thing online you can buy a box of twenty for about two hundred sixty dollars so thirteen dollars a cigar now I don't buy in uh, online I buy from lounges I like to support the local guy um, I like it it is it is a full body. It, uh, if you're just starting, I don't know if you start here. Is if, it good with coffee? Oh, I'm 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 doing both. I'm doing the bourbon, which at the the stag junior on the on the cube is brilliant, and I've got a coffee here. Um, yes, it's fine with coffee. It's fine with coffee because I just like things with coffee, right? It's just a favorite combination for me. Okay, even more than bourbon, a cigar with coffee, a cigar with water is always a favorite combination uh, for me. I really do like this. 
I really do like this cigar. And we're into the second third, and it's just the, the strength is there, though. Don't kid around. This is this this is this is wonderfully big in in the flavor, but it's more than just one flavor. It's not one note. There's a bunch of things happening. It's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. So it's the Diamond Crown Maximus right there. It's the Sag Junior on what we're drinking, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find him Fingers Malloy M A L L O Y Fingers Malloy dot com for all good things that he's doing. Find April D Gregory. On Twitter at April D. Gregory. Find me, Tony Katz Radio, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tony Katz. And you guys have been subscribing to the podcast and growing this thing. So fantastic. Really, really appreciate it. It's been terrific how things are going. And uh, 2020 looks just remarkable. Uh, and and looking forward to what comes next. Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. BlendBarCigar.com. Fanimation.com. BackboneBourbon.com are fantastic sponsors be sure you subscribe on apple podcast to eat drink smoke write a review leave a five-star review do that immediately this is eat drink smoke